what makes, I guess, one person resilient towards anything is, and this is how I help myself become resilient in any situation. I understand my goal, whether it's for the day, whether it's for a task, whether it's for, you know, just my long-term vision of how I would like things to be. But it's the only way for you to ever be resilient in anything. You have to have a goal with a task that you're attaching it to. And Thus, hell of an intro. I tell you what you info, but I never really been the type of dude to give no info. But if you see your ends low and you trying to get a benzo, I'll give your ass some game that'll change the way that you think, bro. Super skilled with the pencil, super ill in my mental. I reminisce on life, I'm nice. Here's my memento. Get it through your tempo. I get on any tempo and give it all I got. I'm hot. I got like 10 flows trying to live on the 10th flow across from residentials that I own. My mind stay grown. I used to think clothes. I really used to think hoes and what I do to get those. And then I switched it up. I'm only thinking potential. Yeah. Uh. Like what you do, homie? What's your vision? How you thinking? How you move, homie? Uh. And is you cool, homie? You thinking building, then that's something we could do, homie. Welcome, everyone, to The Walking Girl. It's Ronnie and Francis on the mic. And we have another one, another person for you. It's Courtney as well. If you don't remember who she is, that means you probably didn't listen to episode 57. <laughs> so go ahead and take, go, go back and go listen to that. But... This is the one place where you get to empower your mind and transform your reality. And the best part is you get to do it with us today. And as we always mention, sometimes Francis and I will go back and forth. But today, that is not the case. We're going to switch things up quite a bit. This is going to be something extremely new. We're going to be implementing from here on out. So I hope you guys really like it. Um, it's going to be a transformation. We're going to drop a topic and we're going to roll right into it. But before we go ahead and do that, how is everybody doing today? Doing well, man. Uh, <laughs> making progress. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I was waiting for somebody to ask me, but hey. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, of course, I am on the offensive side of things well, as no. I always am. And <laughs> I think I will be there up, up we, until I need to play defense. But... Can we go back a little bit <laughs> and tell our audience what do you mean by offense and defense for those who did not listen to that episode? Um, should we actually, or should we go to make sure they go take a, uh, a listen to episode 57, where we talk about office and defense? What do you think? I'm pretty sure it was also on either 55 or 56, because that's why I referenced it. So yeah. they would have had to miss two episodes to miss that topic. And so back to back episodes you're talking about, but well, I guess we could go ahead and, you know, give them a little insight if you guys don't decide to go listen. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead, versus starting off. I mean, if where where do you want to start with that offense? I think we could start just with what Courtney said. What what does it mean to you to play defense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, what I had mentioned previously was playing defenses. To me, what that means is preparing for offense. I'm never. I mean, there are times where you just need to rest, you know. And I don't think rest is a bad thing. Rest is. Jeez, uh... oh, Ronnie, your face. <laughs> already uh, no it's okay to rest it's okay to take time resting doesn't mean laziness resting just means like making sure your body's prepared for whatever's next or your mind or whatever it is and um yeah getting ready for the next step so i just think you know what i had mentioned was my defense when i'm in defense it means i'm preparing for offense i'm trying to get myself to the version i need to be so i can play a better offense and 
if I jumped right into offense right now, it would just be it would be too much. I'm not I'm not there. I'm not ready. So yeah, but go ahead. You tell your side. Talk about yeah, offense. Yeah. Offense is when you're in attack mode. You know that's that's pretty much it. If I could sum it up for everybody in just a simple words, it's just pure attacking. Um, you're attacking whether it's your goals, whether it's things that's going on in your life. You're not really. Um, allowing yourself and how I look at defense and this is why I kind of like cringe when you said it is I look at defense as your way of like just holding on to something and instead of just kind of like letting go and letting everything happen the way it is and you using that control and a controllable aspect uh, so that's why I always say I'm if nine times out of ten you're gonna catch me on offense it's because I'm I'm much rather attack than to be like oh no don't punch me don't punch me you know kind of thing <laughs> That's that's okay. well put. I think you know when you talk about holding on to something. For me, when I think about defense, it's more going with the flow of things, which is you know not holding on to what's coming, what's in my possession, and just letting things play its course. And as you play its course, as you let it play its course, then you allow you're given opportunity to play offense, and that's through action. I think offense is being able to take action. That's how I'll put the two. I do. I think that is a new concept, though, of the holding on thing. I don't think we mentioned that last time because that is like yeah. a different way of looking at it. Because, but I do think. I mean, I'm just talking from defense from my perspective, of course. But I know there are things I'm holding on to, but I'm processing them. I'm not holding on and just like letting them sit there. I'm processing. I'm working through them, and that's why I'd say I want defense. Um, so I'm aware of that, and I'm working through those things so that I can be better prepared to play offense. You know. I just I think if it was offense consistent consistently, then you're not necessarily not not that you're not thinking through it or just sometimes you need time to be like you know is this what I need to do? But we already got into that whole thing. How much how much time do you need that? Depends on the situation, man. I think it depends on what exactly you're trying to um, do or overcome or you know. Whatever position you're trying to put yourself into, give yourself enough time to process it, not just rush into it. Because at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to have to deal with the consequences that are the other side, the other side of the track. Absolutely. So, if you have to Definitely. put a time to it, you're already you're doing yourself a disservice. So then, when do you know if you're ready or not? When you're able to play offense, man. When you're able to take action. When you're able to confidently, I would say, yeah, confidently take action. Confidence. Oh, man. Can we get into it then? But before we do that, don't forget to DM us. And don't forget to DM us and email us. Hashtag grow together so we can hear from you guys. Because it's not only us and our perspectives, it's your perspective as well. But let's roll right into it, Francis, man. You said it. You said confidence, man. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's one of those things that everybody needs and when you have that I guess the first thing I would like to mention is knowing that adversity we all face some sort of adversity it's, it's part of life you know it doesn't choose who you are it doesn't cho choose your race or where you come from it's you're gonna face some sort of adversity and when you're going through these challenges of life um you need to you need some sort of tools or some sort of weapon to be able to overcome that and confidence is one of those 
Um, although that's not what we're going to be talking about it today, but I think it plays a big part when you're talking about Absolutely. resiliency. So, and, 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 and being able to really face the, the, the wall that's in front of you, um, to get on the other side. Yeah, no, that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up. I'm here just looking at my notes here and, um, I wanted to bring up confidence because one of my big pieces is going to be confidence when it comes to just being resilient in just our daily lives. And that's essentially what the topic is today. It's how is it that you guys are being resilient in your day-to-day life um, or even the duties that you kind of have to take upon because some point is on, we're going to have to do something. And if you're just playing defense and sitting on the, the couch, uh, just hanging out there, you know, I don't know how much resilience you can do there, but I know that's not you, Courtney. I just wanted to throw it out there for the person that may be there. I don't know. I don't know if he was listening to us talk about defense. I think he might have missed us talking nah, about that, but it's probably. fine. I heard it loud and clear. <laughs> I see where you come from, though. I see what you mean. No, no. I, I disagree, I... but I see what you mean. We can get a jet. We can agree so to disagree. It is okay. I I don't. I know my stance. You guys know your stance. Everyone has their own perspective on it. This is the beautiful thing about life. Uh, Everyone has their own way of living. All it. right. All right. Cool. <laughs> we get it. We get it. So let me let me <laughs> let, let me put it out there. What uh, what does it mean to you both to be resilient? Um, and. I'm opening up the floor for a conversation just, you know, in your day-to-day or experiences of the past, what, what, what does it mean for you to be resilient? Did you notice it? Did you, you know, is it something that you even think about? Because I, I, for myself, you know, when, when I'm going through something, I don't think, oh, I must be a resilient at this time. No, you go and you, you, you go through the motion and handle it. It's afterwards when you're reflecting on it, writing and, you know, and, and seeing how you approach that, whatever situation it was, you, you're able to see, oh, that's actually something where I was resilient. And I don't do that enough. I don't really, you know, look at the good, um, aspect of the, the good, the good aspect of what I've handled in the past. I usually overthink things to look at, okay, this could have been better. This, you know, this, I could have done this instead of appreciating the fact that I even made it over the hump. And, uh, so to me, it's just, I wanted to throw out there, have a conversation because nowadays, you know, we always, we're always constantly facing something on our day to day. It could be something small as traffic, right? Do you, you know, do you feel as though you, you must be resilient through, you know, that type of experience? Is it needed? Do you need to, do you need more of it? So just let's have a conversation about that and you. Just let me know what what does it mean to you to be resilient. Gotcha. Well, before we go ahead and do that, let's look at the definition of it first. Sure. And then let's all give our own perspectives on it. So it's able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult situations or conditions. And when I first resilient was actually the my word for twenty twenty three is be resilient. And it's actually funny that, you know, what well, we all came about this topic. And I was like, oh, what a perfect topic. Well, like, let's let's really talk about it. Because um, this is one of those words I walked into the year making sure that, hey, 
this is a year you have to be because things are changing. Things aren't the way that they always used to be. And so I would say the word resilient to me is just navigating through those difficult situations um, and just kind of setting myself for moving myself forward. And sure, you could look at that as playing defense um, because in the end, at the end of the day, I'm looking at something and navigating through. And as I'm navigating, I'm having to make adjustments as we go. But again, I think I'm very in alignment with what the definition here. It's, you know, just navigating through difficult situations and how do is it that I handle on a daily basis? We'll talk more about that as a, after I hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. And I, I knew you'd bring up the definition. Um, and that's that's cool because because I do think people, I, in my experience, I think people think of resilience as like being synonymous with the strength, just strength in general. Yeah. I actually found it interesting that you connected it to confidence because that's just not like where my brain goes with it. I don't think it's wrong by any means. I just, that's not where I go. Um, I, but I do think of strength and within that definition, it doesn't say anything about strength. It's a lot more about like, like we said, adaptability and flexibility, yeah. um, which is, which is super important. And um, I, I agree with Francis. Like, I don't think about it a lot in terms of my own personal experiences. I know there have been times in my life where I absolutely needed to be resilient and, and I didn't think about it. Like, I don't think I've given myself the time to say like, yeah, wow, you really have been resilient through those moments. I think I look back and say I was strong. I had strength. So when in reality it is different and I I guess it would be according to the definition more of that resilience Um, when it comes up in my life. And I know, of course, we talked about this a little bit last time, but I constantly use this word when I think of my teens and my clients. So my clients are so resilient and I think teens in general today are just super resilient. Um, because of the things that they face so that's more in terms of daily life I would say when I think of the word resilient I don't think it's a daily thing just you know like when I think of how does resilience come up in daily life it's to me it's like it doesn't it's more of something that you experience over time or like you work through over time to overcome certain experiences but in terms of daily I see daily how people are resilient and how humans just are resilient and able to adapt. So that's how it comes up for me. I like that. I, I, and, you know, when you think about the the time that it takes to actually be able to look at it, okay, this I've overcome this thing. I will remove out of that definition the word quickly uh, because it, it it's, n- it's not, to me, I don't feel as though you can identify it in, in, in a short period of time. And when it comes to associating that word with strong, it's, it, I don't particularly agree because I feel like you can still be strong and you can, you can be strong and sit in, in the mud, right. And, you know, and still <laughs> going through the motion without, um, changing your, your situation, right? your circumstances in life. Um, or if it's a, or if it's a, uh, an obstacles that you're facing, you could be strong, but and just not do anything about it. I, to me, I feel like resilience is a call to action to be able to get over the hump, get on the other side um, of what you're going through. That's very interesting. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like, why do you believe it's a, a call? 
rather than a strength or yeah when you exhibit strength it, you you're basically able to sit in whatever situation you're you're facing so you you you're working through the motion uh-huh. but you're not necessarily getting yourself out of that situation unless you do something about it that's no longer strength that's that's more of okay i've identified what i'm going through i'm going to give you an example for you right that's resilience uh, right there man grief when you when you're grieving for for something happened right you're strong yeah. because you can't change what happened you have to face what already happened now resilience to me is the ability to look at it and say okay i'm i'm no longer going to uh, swim in this puddle and accept the fact that i need to heal and i have healed over that right um that to me is resilience does that make sense i i could be um confusing you guys here with this but i think you can be I, you can be strong and move forward but i would not associate the word or put them in the saw in the same pile i will not put not resilience and strong in the same pile because to me resilience requires more of, of taking action when you can be strong and just hey i i'm i'm going through something i'm strong because i'm going through it but that's not going to get you out of that situation unless you do something about it so, so you're saying as soon as you do something you become resilient but uh, the moment the, you don't do anything you you sit down and you're just strong you're you're, you're, oh, <laughs> you're strong no you can, look you could do something about it you could do something about it is the outcome favorable to what you're looking for? Uh, we're not talking about the outcome though, because we know right. no one ever knows what the outcome is. Right. Right. But you at least you are taking steps. That's all I need to know. That you're taking steps to get yourself out of that funk or whatever it is. I I see what you're I do see what you're saying. I see where you're coming from. I feel like it's almost the opposite for me. It's gotcha. like because the way you're explaining it, it's almost like you experienced something so you're strong and it's like no like you like something the way that you handle yourself being resilient is what gives you strength Is that like so to me it's almost the opposite like and i the way i'm kind of picturing this in my brain i'm like a very visual person is like resilience on a continuum or like a timeline kind of where to me the way you're explaining it is kind of like resilience starts when Almost, I mean, to tie it back in, almost when you start playing offense. Gotcha. Which what we just said was we are we're playing defense in preparation. Like part of playing defense is understanding mentally where am I at right now and what do I need to do? I think that's part of resilience and I think that's part of strength. I think both of those things, like prepping for what you need to do and acknowledging where you're at, acknowledging, you know, if it's just I I can't do anything tonight. I need to rest. I need to meditate i need to journal and maybe that to some people that may be an action to just some people that's not quite yet action um but i think that all fits together so i don't think resilience starts at a certain point i think it's the whole experience within itself i can see that yeah i'd i'd have to agree with courtney on that one for once <laughs> no, that's a- here we go. <laughs> here we go. May 18th. Let's no. mark it on the calendar. 
No, I would have to. It's actually Haitian Flag Day too. Oof, look at that. But now you guys know why we recorded this. But anyways, um, I'd have to agree just because it you can be resilient when playing offense or playing when being in defense. Like it's just one of those things you're gonna have tough situations that you have to navigate too. Gotcha. And in the end, what makes it what makes I guess one person resilient towards anything is, and this is how I help myself become resilient in any situation. I understand my goal, whether it's for the day, whether it's for a task, whether it's for, you know, just my long-term vision of how I would like things to be. But it's the only way for you to ever be resilient in anything. You have to have a goal with a task that you're attaching it to. And if you're, if you're, if you give up on it, well, let's just say you're stuck, you're stuck with the goal. If you fight, if you find your way through it, yeah, you resilient through the entire process. But if you just sat there and just hope for you know god to come down and save you or just hope for somebody to come by and bless you at that point you you weren't really resilient because what was there was nothing that was being done it was just i guess you were strong then i guess in that situation yeah you you held on strong because you didn't give up on it but you didn't really do anything to progress towards it i see your point i think i was just going to bring up one example that reminds it makes me um, think back of when I was in um, like the domestic violence field and working with survivors of domestic violence, because I think this comes up a lot with like the offensive defense and where does strength come in, resilience, things like that. And because when you're working with people who experience that type of abuse or, um, or just, you know, negative, really difficult experiences, um, yeah. that process of kind of just like sitting with it, like exper- like really taking in what happened or um just allowing yourself a moment is a huge like area of strength and area of resilience and it really jump starts the process you wouldn't expect someone to get out of that and be like cool go buy a house like yeah yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need to find shelter and they're gonna need to find somewhere safe but it's you wouldn't expect that person and if they did do that then you're kind of like slow down it's okay to take a second like you need to take a step back and like you got out of a really difficult situation and that's that's really hard so um, sometimes I feel like taking a step back and sitting with it for a moment is like is absolutely necessary to propel yourself forward. Um, so I think that's part of it as well. So of course it just depends on the situation, but it just reminded me of things like that because I mean those are the most some of the most resilient people I've come in contact with as well. So you yeah. just you just somewhat validated what I said earlier by taking a step back. You know that's part of doing something about this situation right isn't it so you would i agree you must you know there are situations when you have to take a step back um to reevaluate how you even want to move forward with this um situation so if you must if you must take a step back what does that look like on your day-to-day Let's say you today you're facing some sort of challenge, right? Because life is not rainbows and sunshine right now. For for you know, you just there are things that you need to do to be able to either put food on the table or get better. You know what? What does it look like for you to take that step back and say, "Hey, I'm allowing myself to breathe a little before I I, I do anything else." Do you have an example? I mean, I'm sure I have a lot, but (laughs) I think it depends on the 
depends on the experience. I I think I'm going to go back to, to strength a little bit because I think sure. when it comes to... And I, I think the reason that I do that is because when I think of resilience, my brain puts a lot of weight on that word. Like it's like a really, really heavy word. And like when you mentioned traffic before, that was just like, oh, yeah, I wonder like, you know, could that be classified as resilience? Like I, I got home today and I didn't freak out, you know, just things like that. Like, is that count as resilience? So that's an interesting thing to me. But so I think of resilience as a really, really big word. Um, not that it has to be. That's just how my brain does it. So I think I'm more easily able to comprehend strength. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, in terms of like the domestic violence, I, um, I remember an event that I went to for survivors of domestic violence and we we're kind of talking about the period of time in between, um, like beginning to heal, beginning to step into action, but also just like making sure you're safe. And when we think of safety, it's not physical safety, it's psychological safety as well, because you might be in a physically safe space, but the, the impacts of trauma or, you know, if um, it could be a certain noise, it could be people yelling and automatically you're not psychologically safe in that moment. So just allowing yourself time to um, find that psychological safety and um, it just kind of takes that um, reminding yourself it's okay, you know, I'm in a different situation now, therapy, you know whatever people are needing to um to find that safety um but i remember what we were talking about was that this conversation actually that it's okay to take time it's okay to take a breath like really just look at not not dwell on the past but more so i'm not there anymore i am safe now it is okay um and acknowledge the strength that you had to get out of that situation which is kind of funny going on a tangent a little bit because i said before like you're not necessarily strong because you experienced something but then in this example i think people who experience that and get out of it are of course you know that is a huge strength to not be in that situation anymore to leave a relationship like that is extremely dangerous so that is a strength just to have experienced it they don't even need to take steps in my eyes they don't need to do anything to be strong after that if they left this situation and even if they didn't let me say that as well even if they're in the relationship i think there is a strength there as well because i understand how much goes into it now we're having a whole domestic violence conversation but (laughs) anyway um i remember the conversation just talking about how it's okay to take time and when we look at healing i think this is a big thing nowadays as well with like media and um what does healing look like and being the best version of yourself and all these different things it's like yeah we gotta go heal like i'm gonna go heal today Healing is the cool is the cool now. I yeah, mean. yeah, it's like a trend. Yeah, it's like okay, but what does that look like, and and where does the healing start? Yes. Right, and it's I think part of healing is acknowledging where you're at, uh-huh. and like like we said, what is the next step? What is the next step towards my goals? If you're that more goal oriented person, absolutely, where do I need to go from here? Uh-huh. So yeah, I think it depends. But but one thing that we said, and I've brought it up a couple times since then, that was years ago is um that that acknowledging that that part sucked and that's the word that i use it doesn't have to be pretty that part sucked and what i went through sucked and it's okay to embrace the suck that's what we came up with is and and that's part of healing as well so when i keep talking about defense and ron when you asked me how i was doing before i didn't really answer that question because right now the experience what i'm going through in my life i'm embracing the suck 
it's not the most fun part because I know I'm just putting in the work to get better. And this is the sucky part, you know, but I, but I know looking forward, I'm going to be proud. I'm going to recognize the resilience that I've had and the strength that I've had. Um, but this is the embrace the suck period. Yeah. So, but then it kind of, I guess I didn't, I, I think I made more questions than answers because it's like, okay, if you're embracing the suck, did strength start yet? Did resilience start yet? But I think why I brought strength up before, I'm just going to keep talking, keep talking, um, is people have, like, when you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to make it a question. When you think of strength or when I just say the word strength, like, what comes into your head? Is there an image? Is there other words come up? Like, what does strength look like? It, it's muscle to me. Okay. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. So, but, I, so I in this say- conversation... Go ahead, Francis. You didn't. No, I was just going to say courage. When I think of strength, I think of courage. Mm-hmm. So, different answers could be, I mean, they can yeah. go together, but different answers. But I think in society, when you talk about strength, or even when you talk about courage, maybe even resilience, those words could be, you know, people could say the same thing. Oh, someone who's like big and tough, someone who. You know, I think, honestly, I it's probably because it's one of the first places I heard it, but I think of, like, military when I hear resilience, and I don't I don't have a military like, background or anything like that. I think it was literally just, like, commercials or something that that's just Be what resilient. my brain, it just connects to, like, those types of memories that I have. So it's just more that, like, um, I mean, I think being masculine or being male or those things go into that, you know, what it is, strength, and it doesn't have to be that way, and I... And that's why I say my teens are so resilient is because they are the ones who are willing, mostly willing to come in and talk about the things that they've experienced. And to me, talking about it, embracing the suck, when I honestly, they would hate if they heard this, but I have a boy who will come in, he's about 14 years old, and he will come in and he'll talk about the abuse that he's experienced and he cries. And it took a long time for him to feel comfortable crying in front of me. And every time I see this, in my head, I'm just like, you are the strongest person I know. That just shows so much strength to me. And Mm -hmm. honestly, the conversations that you guys are having, that's what strength is to me. Like being able to open the floor to these types of conversations. That's what strength is, not being afraid to have these types of conversations and different topics that people don't always talk about. Um, Going back to domestic violence, the woman who discussed her experience with rape and sexual abuse, that is so much strength. And it's, that's not what we think of when we think of strength. That's not necessarily what we think of when we think of resilience. I said so much. I don't know how, which part you guys are going to respond to, but (laughs) that's my, that's my tangent. No, I could, I think, because I want to respond to and kind of give a story. Uh, Francis, I really, I think, I think we experienced it today. And I don't think he realizes it, but. Um, for those that know Francis back back in the four or five years, that boy was he was a big partier. <laughs> and today we actually um I forgot what the circumstance. I think I was trying to get something to drink and I mean I, I looked at the wall and I was like, Yeah, that looks very pleasing. And he looked at the wall, he's like, Yeah, nah, that's not me anymore. <laughs> and I mean that right there shows extreme resilience towards and I I don't even think it's strength at that point because man, this this boy here, oh man. You guys would, he's a whole nother character. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he, no he, I think you showed resilience right then and there by just not paying it any mind and actually reflecting. At that same time, you reflected and it was like, yeah, I used to. It was good times, but you know, mm-hmm. that's not where you're at today. And I think that in itself just shows extreme resilience. I just want to share that because I don't think you really picked that up. And I'm as we're talking about it and talking about it a little bit more, I was like, yeah, no, that that was that, that was really strong. I didn't try to entice him to do anything that he is out of his norm. And I probably if I tried to, he probably wouldn't budge. But I don't know. I get. I guess we'll save that. <laughs> we'll save that story for next time to tell you guys yeah. exactly what happened there. <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, it's you know it's part of what I was talking about earlier, where you don't really pay attention to the fact that that was an act yeah. of resilience until you know we were sitting here reflecting and i just want to put out put it out there as a disclaimer we're no expert nobody on this you know in this conversation has taken the whole a course on resilience or you know or did some research on it we're all talking from our own perspective and and how we approach it on, uh, in our day-to-day um to me, part of both, I think both of you have covered it. You know, uh, you talked about uh, the episode we did on with uh, Megumi when we talked about uh, the rape case. Ronnie just talked about my example. Uh, what the common denominator between those two is um, also vulnerability, uh, just being able to accept the fact that hey, life it has it has gone this way. And I'm I'm allowing myself to put it out there and helping me through this process of uh, of overcoming whatever the the, the hard time was, um, and that's something I have had to learn myself over the past year and a half or so, um, because Ron, you know, there are things that I I'm comfortable not sharing. I've had people tell me you're a mysterious guy, um, you know, because I am. I have this tendency of trying to fight my battle on my own and like something like drinking, for example, is something that I, I didn't feel the need to tell anybody that I was going through a period of my time where I was drinking too much or, um, that I wanted to stop just putting it out there. You know, even now I find it, I find the joy even when I'm telling like if you, somebody, Hey, I'm no longer. I, I no longer drink or I, I no longer go through this because it, it gives me that reassurance that I've made you know the right decision for me. And it, again, Ron mentioned this, you showed resilience there, but if I wasn't vulnerable to myself, I just, I wouldn't, boy I wouldn't, I wouldn't need a cop. Yeah. I wouldn't need a cop, <laughs> but but you you both covered some very good points and and I'm glad we're having this conversation right now. Um, to me, it's just now when you're having a conversation with somebody else and they're going through a challenging time, how do you instill in them the seed of resiliency? I'm I'm going to remind them of their goal. Like why why are you even doing it? I mean. Right then and there, if that doesn't spark something in your ass to get yourself moving, then hey, at that point, then what we what you actually were doing wasn't really you know of care or worry to you. Um, and if that is the case, ah man, like let's just say someone 
doesn't get kind of that motivation to push through that certain scenario, then I, it's, I'll be lost right there. I think I'll come to one of you guys and like, yeah, hey guys, I think we have somebody that you guys need to speak to because first thing that comes to my mind is, hey, where's, where's your goal? What's your burning desire of anything? Um, you know, that's what's going to really help you push through a lot. At least I can speak for myself. That's what helps me on a day-to-day basis push through all the tough times, all the tough decisions where I'm, my back is against the wall and I'm looking like, what in the hell am I going to do here? Um, but, you know, it's just kind of certain scenarios that allows me to, hey, this is where we're going and this is one of those hurdles that we have to get over. And I just kind of look at things as a speed bump sometimes, you know. There, you go over them and you go about your merry way. <laughs> that. Yeah. I think from my perspective, and I would say this is a little bit like my job, but I also, I think it's more, I think I do the job because I'm like this anyway, mm. um, is more of like a listener and a validator um, mm. where, of course, I'll listen first. And um, I try my best to... Um, have the conversation with someone who comes to me um, where it's like, okay, do you just need me to listen? Do you want me to respond? Do you just want me to validate? Or do you want my advice? Um, because I think a lot of times we just give advice when I I know people who are constantly giving advice where I'm like, I'm not. You just asked how my day was and I told you and now you're giving me advice and I didn't want yeah. advice. Yeah. You know? So it's yeah. like, um, yeah. you yeah. ask me. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> so, and I know people who do that all the time where it's so if people come to me, I will literally ask. And sometimes I even do it in therapy where, because just because they want my help doesn't mean that means what I think they should do. And as a therapist, you shouldn't be telling them what to do anyway. But anyway, um, so to me, it's a lot of validation. It's a lot of, yeah, I think anyone in that situation would feel frustrated or would be a little bit lost. Um, and then I think when you ask that question, I think a lot of like my best girlfriends and um, like the women in my life who I know have experienced really difficult things and we're really it's funny because we're all like therapists or social workers or in that field but but we still just like we don't go into that it's more of like you are a boss what are you talking about like you're gonna be fine so yeah. that's kind of the validation that we give to each other is like you're gonna be good like I'm not worried about you at all and sometimes you just need a little bit of that um, where when it is a little bit more serious it's like okay well um just breaking down the situation i think it's hard and i'm this way every time where it's hard for me to answer a question without knowing the situation but yeah. um just a lot of like stepping back and listening to what they're experiencing and, and validating it and then usually it's like look at what you've done so far like you got this you know you got this i'm starting i'm How starting to lean more on the side of just uh listening because i don't I don't know the best way to do it, to be honest with you, because, you know, I'm still trying to best implement it in my own life. So who am I to go and step into somebody else's shoes and tell you how to practice that, right? So the best thing I can do is have a conversation with you and try to identify your strength in in that particular area. And, you know, what strength do you have that can help you in the process? not trying to give you advice or or uh, you know plant that seed what the only thing i can do is really uh give a spark to your intuition and you will find the seed along the way yeah um and that's through helping you identify what your strengths are but 
I'm leaning, I'm strongly leaning towards just listening and allowing the, you know, the person to vent or express themselves and, and, and go from there because I have come to realize that, um, we, we all address things differently. We all have our own way of ending situation and what works for me doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily going to work for you. Yeah. And I, I think we all came from a perspective of what we would want rather than kind of like addressing what that person or, you know, what do I know about this person? What do I know about what they've asked me in the past or things like that? But something, Francis, that you reminded me of that I just want to mention as well is, um, that, um, when you mentioned like planting the seed, um, it reminded me of just like empowerment. And, and what I had learned previously was that, um, you can't empower people, but you can teach people to empower themselves. And I think that's what I learned it at the time, a couple of years ago, it's kind of like a new topic because we, you know, bring up in therapy or as an advocate or whatever we're doing, it's like, I want to empower people want to empower people to, um, you know, get through certain experiences or to show them that they are resilient or strong or whatever the case may be. When in reality, it's, um, like you said, planting the seed so that they can find their own empowerment within them. Um, and I think that allowing them to find their own empowerment, like that goes back to that resilience and, um, yeah, it just kind of allows for so much more growth when they find it within themselves. So he just reminded me of that. Interesting. I, I want to hear both because you guys kind of took the same stance, which is, and I'm uh, I'm going to shut up and listen. Um, I want to, if, if, yes, someone, if you guys are listening, but you see an opportunity, or at least you can say something that could spark that person mindset to, I guess, shift or change or whatever. Are you still going, are you going to hold back or are you actually going to say what you have to say? I would go as far as the, uh, it depends on the relationship um, that I have with the person and, you know, am I comfortable crossing that line, right? What are the boundaries that we have? Uh, because to me, it could be, hey, yes, I, I feel as though I have the green light to go and say it, but it, it might not be received the way I think it's going to be received. So I would much rather not take that cross line. But if it's somebody that I'm comfortable with, like Ron, for example, I will open up and tell you whatever if I feel as though, because I already know, you know, you have known you for years and we've built that relationship, which, you know, kind of give me this passport to have that conversation with you. Um, but if it's somebody that I just met, you know, whether it's on social media or in, at a coffee shop, um, I'm going to address it like I'm going to spend more time listening and perhaps asking questions that will spark something in their own uh, mind rather than trying to you know push a certain a specific agenda or or give them something that will go over there and not work for them um i guess asking yeah. question and that's what it comes down to yeah i'd agree with that because i think the people close to me well, first of all, I don't hold anything back. You probably can tell. I'm I'm quite chatty, if you didn't notice. Um, so I, I rarely hold things back. Um, but with people who I'm close to, like they know that my intentions are pure and they know that my intentions are positive. So 
if I do, um, you know, share, oh, in this, I've been in a situation like that and here's what I did or, or something along those lines. It's not because I expect them to be like me um, or anything like that. Um, but if, if, especially if they ask, like, no, I, I need your advice on this. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty open. I'm okay with, with doing that. But, yeah, I agree with Francis. It kind of just depends on the person and the relationship that we have. That's fair. That's fair. You guys played it safe there. Just I guess that was it. a good PR work, huh? <laughs> what would you say? Oh, man. Me personally? Yeah, I'm always, you I mean, hearing the person out, but I definitely, I would always, if there is an opportunity where I see that I can say something that may spark something, I for sure I'm going to let it out when the time is necessary. I'm not just going to blurt it out for the person that some moments may not be right. And if I don't have an opportunity to do it, so then I'm just not going to do it. But I'm looking for more or less as the conversation is happening, I'm looking for the opportunity to, hey, this is my suggestion. I mean, this is what I would do. I always come from that place. And if you listen to a lot of our episodes, I intentionally say, this is what I would do. This is what I've been through. This is my experience. It's because I'm, I only want to speak from me, from my my place. Where, uh-huh. where What you do with the information, that is entirely up to you. If you decide to t- take what I've said and run with it and then things go in chaos and you never come back or you do come back, hey, let's talk through it again. <laughs> right? So it's another opportunity to walk somebody through it to let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing through because if I push through, there's a, there's a granted different mindsets allow for different outcomes and different perspectives. But if I can push through, we all can push through. Um, it, it's, it may take somebody a little bit more work than others, but to kind of answer the question in short, I, I'm looking for the opportunity, especially if, you know, I'm hearing your story, I'm hearing where you're coming from and you're showing me like, all right, this is where I see you're lacking right here. I'll point it out for you because maybe that's what that person needs. Someone to just literally say, hey, I think if you just make this twist or tweak um, right there and this is how I would go about it, that may help you push through the scenarios, um, the circumstance, the environment condition that you're experiencing. Well, I think sure. you can always say, like, it never hurts to just say, do you mind if I give advice? Or, like, yeah. do you mind if I tell you what I would do? Because then they can literally be like, nah, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. yeah, sure. And then you ask. You know? So yeah. I, I, I'm always more on the side of communication where it's like, I mean, there are sometimes people say things and in my mind I'm like, I really feel like this would help, but I don't want to overstep. Yeah. So I'll just be like, can I tell you what I'm thinking? And it, I'm... And especially with clients, with teens, where it's like there may be more boundaries in place, I'll be like, please stop me if you feel like I'm going, you know, yeah. not in the same direction as you. And and that's fine. And they absolutely can stop me. Um, but yeah, just asking, like, is it okay if yeah. I tell you my perspective? Nah, I I will say I do that a lot in real estate. I just don't do it more in my personal life. It's because I guess the relationships that I have with people, I just feel as okay. if I can step in that in that circle. But I never really think about, hey, did they give me an opportunity or should I even step in there? So uh, the one thing I like to, another to add on to that, if anybody's writing down, another thing you could say is, can I make a suggestion? Um, that right there allows that person to really say, yeah, sure. I mean, most times they're going to say yes. If they say no, then you better shut up. But yeah, <laughs> most times you'll hear, yeah, because I think at some some point, somebody's going to want to hear what you have to say. That That also comes up a lot at work for me with clients where it's like I'll have to be very honest where like I 
the way my brain is going right now, the best way for me to help you is to share something personal. Is that okay? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. And then if they say yes, then I can share. And then usually the, what I'll do is I'll share the information and I'll be like, here's why I said that. Just to kind of connect like why I think that was important for you to know. Um, and they can not feel that it was important for them to know. But sometimes that's just kind of how I work is I'm not the, sure the best way to share this information. But I can share a story and that, that connects it better for me. Um, but yeah, I think always just prefacing it is is a safe way to go. Uh-huh. No, that's fair. As as you guys are listening, there's so many different ways that you can go about uh, just navigating resilience, just figuring out how to even have it, um, to getting to the end of the finish line, to so push through the mud or sit through the mud, like Restless would say. That <laughs> makes you strong, right? Sure. <laughs> Embracing but, the suck. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. And that's <laughs> the best way to put it. There's so many different ways. There's so many different things. But I want to hear from you guys. How do you navigate it? Just in general, I'm not going to even say on a daily basis. Uh, the first thing I will put out there is accepting that everything happens for a reason. Um, by putting myself in that position, I no longer try to ask or figure out why am I the one going through this situation? But I'm more concerned on, okay, what do I need to do? And, and nine times out of 10, my first, my first step, my, my first course of action will not be a hundred percent right. Uh, but it allows me to then have a base to say, okay, this didn't work out. What now? Um, and then keep on going until, you know, allow, allow myself to fail, I guess. Um, that will be uh, the second part to that. So accepting that everything happens for a reason, uh, not dwelling on the fact that I have to go through this and allowing myself to fail through the process. Um, <laughs> yeah. How about you, Cordings? Um, A couple things go through my mind, but I think... Um, kind of based off what Francis said, I, I'm at a place right now where I'm luckily because of doing therapy and, and people that I've talked to and just trying to learn about different things. I have a lot of answers about why things are happening the way that they're happening. So not only that everything happens for a reason, but I'm understanding the reasons that things are happening. Of course, things do happen that are out of our control. Um, but a lot of the things in my life that have happened that I feel have been very difficult. I see the choices that I've made to get there. I've, I see, you know, where I was at in my life and kind of how it happened. Um, so now it's more about, um, what do I need to do to make sure that a, I don't make those decisions again and B I put myself in better situations where even if I am making positive decisions, you know, I'm, I'm now also in better situations so that these things won't also just happen. Um, I know when we're talking about resilience, there's there's trauma involved. There's, you know, really difficult situations that a lot of times we can't control. Um, so I don't want to get into like anything victim blamey or anything along those lines because I I know I've experienced things that are out of my control. And um, I, I definitely don't want to say that I put myself in a situation because that would be along those lines. But um, yeah, just observing the things that I've experienced and, and trying to do the best we can this this part, I guess, would be goal-oriented. Um, just gotcha. trying not to um, put myself in those positions. Didn't do better. But I, I'm i huge in self-validation. 
Um, and just being able to, I, I know we've talked about before, do we ask the question why a lot? <laughs> why am I making these decisions? Why am I, you know, what do I need to do today? Do I need, to, again, do I need to rest? Do I just need to take time for myself? Okay, where is that going to get me? And yeah. what are the next steps towards my goals? But yeah, all fits together. Nice, nice, nice. For myself, it would be, um, I'm always looking for solutions. So if there's some sort of something that comes my way and now I see an issue, I'm looking for the solutions to go through it. And if I don't come about the solution myself, oh, best belief, Francis is getting a call. Our entire group may get a call. I, I'm I'm looking for, or I may speak to somebody, or I may just sit with myself with that one thing for quite some time. And um, one thing I've started to implement a little bit more is giving myself time to make decisions. And I, that has been extremely helpful. I don't care how long it takes, but I don't like to force um, making quick decisions anymore. And typically, I'll just make the decision, get it out of the way, just so I can keep pushing through. That's how it used to be. Now I'm like, ah, no, no, no. we're going to think about this logically a little bit more, put some sense into it and allow myself to have that common sense aspect so that I don't go through the same exact experience again. And yeah. that's that I found it to be really, really helpful. Nice. Well, good topic. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're able to <laughs> dive deep into this. Unless you have anything else you want to mention, that's really all I have. I have a my license uh, announcement that I would like to make at the end, and that's just about our bi-weekly meeting. The next meeting will be coming up June 5th. Um, when you do listen to this episode, if you have any question regarding the meeting, you can find some info on social media, or you can just reach out to us um, through Instagram or emails. Um, but that's all I have for announcement. Courtney, do you have any message, any shout out that you want to throw out there? Shout outs. I was already for shout outs. Um, <laughs> she no, don't like I, I, <laughs> I, I shout so many people out last time. Uh, no, I would actually, I guess I can say I really, really, really appreciate everybody who listened to the last episode. I got a lot of positive feedback and I just appreciate That's everybody awesome. um, listening to um, not only the one that I was on, but just supporting Walk and Grow in general. Yeah. Um, I Like I said this last time, like so many people um, to start following you guys when when I told them to, so it took very little. Um, we appreciate that very much. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. the message that you guys are putting out there, everyone, we really truly believe in it. So I have really awesome people in my life, and they know who they are. And you fifty lives yeah, of this podcast is actually helping you in, in some shape or form. Just let us know, please. Let us know. Uh, we'd love to be able to continue to provide content like this. Um, that can help. And if you're in North Carolina, even better, come and join us to his meetings or help. Pull up, pull up, um, as, as they will say. But now that kind of wraps things up. Uh, I hope you guys were able to get a perspective on how we would deal with resilience. And now just ask yourself, are you being resilient with your day-to-day -day or with the things that's in front of you today? And I think that's a good question to ask yourself. Maybe it won't be on a daily basis you ask yourself, but it could be something that you ask yourself when you're going through something specifically. Because wherever you're listening to the show, don't forget to follow. Don't forget to leave us those reviews and comments. Do all the good stuff to go ahead and share with, so we can get the message out to the larger audience here because we can't grow without you guys. And, I mean, quite frankly, I'll take that back because I'll, I'll continue to grow with these guys for sure. <laughs> but we want to take you guys with us. So keep on applying those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration, y'all.